Is your money not sure what to do with itself right now? At Ally, they'll help it save for the future with their smart savings tools. Bucket your money for the things that matter most. Analyze your spending and save automatically. All on top of a competitive rate. For all things money, you deserve an Ally. Visit ally.com slash savings for more info. Ally, do it right. Ally Bank, member FDIC. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon in Arizona. Frank Isola sitting in again today for Tony Kornheiser. We begin the show with an unfortunate place. We started it with so many days over the last hundred, and that's with the coronavirus making an impact across several sports. Charlie Blackman of the Rockies, Malcolm Brogdon of the Pacers have both tested positive. And on the PGA Tour, a second player, Cameron Champ, has tested positive, as have the caddies for Graham McDowell and Brooks Kepka, causing both those players to withdraw from this week's Travelers Championship out of an abundance of caution. Last week's winner, Webb Simpson, has also withdrawn for coronavirus-related precautionary reasons. Frank, do you see the withdrawals as a bigger deal for golf or the other sports that all have their eyes on the PGA Tour? Yeah, I think it's for every sport, Michael. And, you know, I, I got a chance to listen to Jay Monahan, the PGA commissioner, address the media a few hours ago. And he almost sounded like Dr. Fauci, except he didn't have the raspy Italian New York voice. But he was telling people, you know, the virus isn't going anywhere. We're going to have to learn to live with it. But he also admonished his golfers and the caddies. He said, we need you to do your part. And he's talking about all the proper protocols, social distancing, wearing a mask. This goes back to what we talked about yesterday with Novak Djokovic, you know, where a lot of the athletes have this sense, well, it's not going to impact me. Next thing you know, it's impacting you in every sport. And that's why for uh, the MLS and, of course, the NBA going down to Florida, they have to be concerned when they hear stories like this. Frank, absolutely. I, I will tell you this. My first thought when I heard about the PGA story, the caddies and the players withdrawing for precautionary reasons, was just what you said. This, this is our new norm. This is where we are now. Whether I don't care what industry yeah. or workplace it's in. Yes, it's greater news when it's professional sports. And these are p- people who either are celebrities or border on celebrity. And we talk about them. But this, this could be happening anywhere. But then I had a second thought. If you have this many players withdrawing from the Travelers, at what point does Monaghan have to say, well, wait a minute, are, are we seeing something at this, this particular weekend that's going to make this a more serious story as we move from Wednesday to Thursday, you know, when we have people on the tee box? And I don't know about that, but you, you have to wonder these things now. You wonder at what point the coronavirus may overwhelm any particular event or sport. And, yes, they're all paying attention to each other because no one's immune, even though, look, look, you know how many times, how many professional athletes, big, strong, thinking they're invulnerable and invincible and often in in sort of the regular world that we have lived in previously, they seem to be and are not now. And so everybody's going to have to take this more seriously. And players are probably learning from one another as they move through this. And, and, you know, Adam Silver has said, we know that when we go down to Orlando, 
there will be a player or a staff member that will test positive. And I think golf knew this was going to happen as well. But when you talk about taking it seriously, remember, the uh, doctor for the NFL Players Union has told the players they should avoid group workouts. And that's what's happening all over right now. So I, th- I still think a lot of the players have this sense. It doesn't really impact me, but it does. And if it impacts you, Michael, it's going to impact your sport as well. And golf is starting to feel that right now. Absolutely, Frank. All right, let's move on. All right, let's move on to baseball, Michael. And baseball, in fact, it's back. Spring training, or in this case, summer training, resumes next week after Major League Baseball and its players finally came to an agreement on a 60-game season. In fact, that's going to be the shortest season since 1878. I think you were probably covering uh, the Washington Senators back then. So, Mike, after all the tedious talk about prorated salaries and revenue sharing and grievances and things like that, could this season actually be good for baseball? No. No. It can't be good for baseball. It can be better really? than the alternative. The alternative was no baseball. And so, yes, I think this will be, no matter what happens yeah. out there now, I think it will be better. But, Frank, you know, I've listened to some of the coverage this morning on a number of platforms. And everybody, not everybody, but people who are excited, who cover the sport, some of our friends who are baseball writers and in baseball media, it's like, don't exactly jump very, you know, so quickly, automatically, immediately to, you know, war and who the favorite in this division is. Sorry, I'm not there yet. First of all, <laughs> nobody's on the field to play That's yet. Right. We've got spring or summer training, as you said, and then we have to move on. But you have to wade into this. Let's not act like this is March 20th for a normal season or even like the season that we thought was going to happen. Just be careful a little bit. People need some time to sort of just digest what's going on. I love baseball. I got into this business to be a baseball writer in my younger days. And I'm not ready yet to just jump into pennant race talk. I don't want to hear that yet. Let's see where this is going and how the players and, 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 and the executives and the owners settle into the whole thing. Well, you know, you and I, we both love the sport. We've both covered it. It's hard to believe that there was no baseball on Memorial Day. There's not going to be baseball on July 4th. It's going to be really unique. And you know the saying in baseball when you cover it. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Well, guess what? It's now a sprint. It's only 60 games. And when you look at the schedule, for example, the Yankees will play every team in their division, the four teams in the AL East, they'll play them 10 times. Then they'll play uh, the opponents in the NL East four times, and that'll be your schedule. So not a lot of traveling. You're not going to see, you know, Yankees, Dodgers. You might see it in the World Series. You're not going to see it, obviously, during the regular season. Here's my thing. If you go back to last season, the Washington Nationals won the World Series. They would not have made the playoffs under this format because they're about 19 and 31 after 50 games. So if you don't get, if your starting pitcher has a couple of bad starts, if your closer blows a couple of early saves, you can be in a lot of trouble. So guess what? The favorite this year might not make it. We might not get Yankees, Dodgers. Maybe we'll get Pirates and your Chicago White Sox will make it. Listen, I can't even look that far ahead. And I don't know, Frank, and this is different for me. You know, I'm going to care about the Cubbies, of course. I don't know that I'm going to care in the same way. That's why I'm saying this will not be better. It'll be very different. And we're going to have to see how that first week or so plays out. Frank, let's just hope we get there. People are taking too much for granted. Let's hope we get to. There's a lot that can happen and not a lot and, and not all of it good between now and the start of baseball. Whenever and however that happens. Um, let's move to the NBA. 
Lakers guard Avery Bradley has opted out of the NBA's restart in Orlando for health reasons related to his family. Woj is reporting that free agent J.R. Smith has emerged as the leading candidate to replace <laughs> Bradley on the Lakers roster. Frank, how big a blow will Avery Bradley's absence be to the Lakers and LeBron's title hopes? Well, as long as you tell me that LeBron and Anthony Davis are going to be healthy, I think they'll be okay. And I did hear J.R. Smith's name as well. What's amazing is J.R. has not played an NBA game since November of 2018. But I made some calls, and you talk to NBA people, and they believe that J.R.'s offensively and defensively will do more than enough to make up for Avery Bradley. So they have enough there in terms of Contavious Colwell-Pope, Danny Green, where they can get by. Avery Bradley, you know what he gives you? He gives you solid defense. He's a mature voice in the locker room. And I look at the rest of that roster. There's some, you know, some fun-loving guys like JaVale McGee and Deion Waiters, and now it could be J.R. Smith. That might be the one thing I'd be worried about if I were the Lakers. Yeah, I mean, I, it does subtract from the Lakers' depth. There's no question about that. But depth is not going to be quite as important, at least I don't think it is from where we sit now, uh, because certainly players are going to be rested. Now, I mean, I mean, there's a dynamic that relates to depth on, on every team, particularly in the playoffs. But Avery Bradley's an asset. There's no question about that, Frank. But you mentioned the key guys and throw Kyle Kuzma in there. I think the Lakers still have enough. We know how motivated LeBron and Anthony Davis are going to be and Danny right. Green to go for a third title with three different teams. They're going to be motivated. We would think, at least going into whatever passes for training camp, they're going to be healthy. I understand having read more you know, about Avery Bradley's situation with his young child. I understand exactly why he's doing what he's doing. And you would think the Lakers would say, God bless and God speed and go. You know, I, we, I would think that. So I don't think there's any sort of emotional carryover with the Lakers. The question is, is J.R. Smith going to fit? Is he fit earlier in his career with LeBron <laughs> when they won? Or is it going to be like the yeah. frustrating times a couple of years ago when LeBron had to put his fist through a whiteboard? We don't know what J.R. Smith we're going to be getting. <laughs> I, I know. I'm trying to envision J.R. in a bubble for three months. That could be a scary proposition. Let me ask you the, uh, this, though, about LeBron. Think about the teams that he's dragged to an NBA Finals. And, of course, what he did with Cleveland coming back from 3-1 down against Golden State. I think just as long as he's motivated and he's got Anthony Davis on the team, don't you think that's yeah. enough? I think it's enough to to, to be as yeah, good as they can be too. and seriously contend. I I do. And by the way, Jr. loves to tee it up. They got plenty of golf courses that'll be within the bubble in Orlando. Yeah, you know, that's a good I'm point. Just saying. All right, Michael. The return of the NBA also means the return of Zion Williamson, who Pelicans VP of Basketball Operations David Griffin says is in quote a good space physically and mentally. ESPN has a source close to Zion saying that he's going to, quote, shock some people. So, Michael, do you think Zion could have the impact on the NBA bubble season that others are predicting? I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not one who's going to presume too much. I mean, I, I don't like a lot of hype. And this sounds like hype. And I understand he's had these three-plus months <laughs> to just get himself in the best possible shape. He can now react. He and the people training him can react to what they saw in those first however many games he played, 20, whatever it is. Will he be better? Sure. Will he be yep. perhaps a lot better? Sure. Is he going to shock people? No. I mean, if he 
You know, what would shock people is Jokic and, and, and minus 40 pounds and abs, and I still got to see that. Zion was terrific already as a rookie. He's one of the two best rookies in the game. Is he going to suddenly be, you know, like Sean Kemp in 1996? I, I, I don't know that I'm waiting to see that. Let's just see what improvement there is, reasonable incremental improvement, before we say he's going to shock the world. Well, if I'm the NBA, I'm thinking he better shock the world because the only reason there are 22 teams going down there and not 16 <laughs> is to figure out a way to get Zion Williamson in the playoffs. And you know that, Michael. And I'll tell you what, they have a losing record, but in the 19 games that he played, they're 10 and 9. So they have a winning record with him in the lineup. He averages about 24 points. He shoots about 59% from the field. So I think he will have an impact. I think if, I, if Portland, though, if they got into that eighth spot, had to play the Lakers, that would be tough. And I'm telling you this right now, Michael, I am rooting for Ja Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies because the only reason all these teams are going down there is to somehow get poor Memphis out. He's been terrific. Their coach, Taylor Jenkins, been great. half the people wouldn't know him if you tripped over him. So, so I'm all about Memphis making this play, making the playoffs. Am I allowed to root for somebody else? The Phoenix Suns, my man, Devin Booker, am I, he was one of my absolute favorite players in the league. I mean, look, if they're going to put all these teams Not in happening. the bubble, Frank— you know, you, something different is going to come of it, something unexpected. Everybody's expecting Zion. Maybe somebody else will shock the world. Maybe you'll right. shock the world, Frank. We'll see about that. Frank's thinking he's going to shock the world. Look at him. Did you know Geico's now offering an extra 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies? That's 15% on top of what Geico could already save you. So what are you waiting for? Your teenager to help around the house? Okay, Mom, I emptied the dishwasher, vacuumed the basement, and folded the sheets out of the dryer. Wait, what? Oh, and next, I'm going to clean Mitten's litter box. Are we in some kind of prank show or something? That's a camera, isn't it? There's never been a better time to switch to GEICO. Save an extra 15% when you switch by October 7th. Limitations apply. Visit GEICO.com for details.